Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Lisa, a nutritional food and health coach for Own Your Health Collective. Lisa shares the story of how Own Your Health Collective started with her business partner, Natalie. She also shares the work they are doing in the area of perimenopause to support women and the workplace. She also talks about some great tips for supporting yourself during perimenopause. This interview is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have with me Lisa and she's from Own Your Health Collective and she is a nutritionalist health coach and she works with mainly women around perimenopause. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me today, Um, Narelle. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for your time. It's so great to be able to have you on to share some of your um, skills and knowledge that you have around, especially around perimenopause. Yes, it's a lovely um, area and I really do enjoy working in it. So thanks again. I love like that you've actually like really niched down into this particular area and that's how I found you was because of my own interest in that at the moment. (coughs) So maybe tell us something you like to do in your free time. Well, I'm pretty, um, look, in my free time, I do love to, I'm pretty normal. I, you know, I love going places with my family and friends and just spending time with them because I find that we're so busy during the week with work. It's, you know, that catch up sort of thing. I especially love to try a new restaurant or cuisine. And I love doing that with my boys, especially just to see, um, they love their food as much as I do. And obviously um, a big foodie, but I love seeing their um, you know, their faces and their thoughts around, you know, something when it's new. So that's really exciting. And I really love getting away on a holiday, which, of course, we haven't been able to do too much in the last two years. So I feel a little bit cheated there. But I, um, a few years ago, we did nine weeks in the Kimberleys and um, that was just fantastic. And, and now that we're out of lockdown, I'm still a little bit restricted because my eldest is halfway through year 11. So we're a little bit restricted as to what we can do. But I'm starting to see what I can organise for a longer break in January. So, um, you know, and, and I love going to the movies. I love reading, especially around nutrition and women's health. And when I get the time, and I've got to fit this in a little bit more, I love to play the piano, do some drawing or even some sewing. Oh, beautiful. So, so have you creative kind of- spark? That creative side. So do you have a, a favourite type of style of cuisine that you like, restaurants you'd like to go to? Look, I'm a little bit, I love Asian um, because of the freshness of the flavours, um, but I'm sort of open to a lot of different ones. Um, yeah, look, that that whole Asian, probably stuff that I wouldn't cook at home so much or if, it's, or if it is Italian or something like somewhere different. Um, you know, the boys loved, I always love it because we go to, a new, you know, we might go to a new restaurant and my eldest will say, oh, this is my favourite restaurant now. So every time we go, this is his favourite. So, you know, I love Chin Chin and, um, you know, all those beautiful, you know, you just walk up Flinders Lane and Little Collins Street and there's just so many wonderful um, restaurants in the city and I have been trying to go back into the city to do that and 
Look, my favourite one that for the Melburnians here is Farmer's Daughter in Exhibition Street. I've been there twice now and they have regional cuisine from Gippsland. I haven't taken my boys there yet, but I've been there twice and it's sensational. So oh, That's so funny. Good. I went there the other week with some friends, ah, but we didn't yeah. eat. We just had a drink before we went out to dinner and it looked amazing. The people beside us and stuff, I was like, wow, look at their food. Yeah, but, yeah. No, they've got a great bar area, which I haven't yeah, been to. I've just had a look at it, yeah, but it looks fantastic the way they've done it. Yeah, yeah, great. And and doesn't matter what the weather is because it was freezing cold, so it was fine to sit up there as well. Yeah, yeah, no, they've, they've um, really designed it really well. They have, haven't they? So then mm. t- tell us about the, the business, Own Your House Collective, and how it started. And because it's not just you, there's also Natalie as well, isn't there? That's right, yeah. So, look, I... Um, I always had a yearning to do something in the health and wellness food and, and field and I suppose definitely in that nutrition and food space. Um, and food for me has always been a real connection. I've got a Maltese background, so we've always gathered together with food and things like that. And strangely enough, though, I didn't do that when I finished school. I went into property, into the corporate property area and worked there for a long time. And then when I had my kids um, in my early, you know, in my early um, mid-30s to late-30s, I it was a real changer for me in relation to what I was feeding them. I became even more aware of what I was putting into my body. I had a breast cancer scare when I was 40. So that really heightened my awareness around it. So um, I changed um, careers and went into that food space and I had my own business. Um, and then I met Natalie, who's my business partner, and we um, started working together in 2019. And um, and that was all around, you know, helping, really starting to niche into that women's health area, but still doing the general health and wellness. Um, and we, you know, we sort of went forward from there and Only Health Collective was born. We'd come from our own respective businesses at that time. So that's really how it came about in a nutshell. And um, it just, it, and we started niching, as you mentioned, you know, alluded to around that perimenopause and menopause space as well. So it's quite amazing, um, I find, or we both find that women are coming into this area of their life, but they don't know much about it, but yet when you ask them about their family, they can tell you what is exactly going on with their kids and their parents and their husband, but then it comes to them and they don't know much about their own bodies. And um, I, I find, you know, there is a power within our bodies and we really need to um, just, you know, be more edu- more educated about that, starting mm-hmm. right from when, you know, they're younger both girls and boys, actually, um, because it affects men as well, you know, in a relationship and um, at work. And I find the conversations we've even had with men is that when they find out a little bit more, they can support their loved ones more, they can support their employees in the workspace and all that kind of thing. So it sort of, it it has evolved, but we're loving the area, um, you know, the space that we're in at the moment. I love that feedback that you you said about employees and husbands because I think you shared that in one of your podcasts and it was like, yeah, that's such a great, you know, takeaway from you sharing this information. And I know for myself, I think it was two years ago when I started and, I, you know, it was like a missed period and my husband was like, that maybe you're going through perimenopause. I was like, really? <laughs> Did the test and he's like, and then I was like, but I don't know anything about it yet. And so Googling and stuff. 
And it was yeah. like, yeah, tick, yeah. tick, tick. And, yeah, so that's how yeah. I then fell into hearing about you as well and following your podcast, which is fantastic and I highly recommend people checking out and listening to both of you and um, both of you talk as well as all the interviews that you do with some great guests who are all yeah. you know, experts in their field as well. Yeah, it's been really um, enlightening actually um, and that's a lot of the feedback that we're getting from the podcast. Um, which is called perimenopause parrot, by the way. And it's it's really, you know, just women just saying, oh, I loved, I really resonated with X, Y, and Z, you know, some more than others. And, you know, everyone's got a story and we invite them to come on and tell it. And um, and it's also different, you know, and uh, we have a lot of laughs along the way as well. Yes, definitely. I think that's why I like, like listening. <laughs> You've got to laugh. Yeah. You've got to laugh at this stage of life, don't you? Def- and I definitely. think um, as serious as, you know, what it is and, and, and what it can be if you don't look after yourself at this stage of life and some of the health concerns that come out of it, you also need to turn it into a comical thing. And, um, you know, I remember the first hot flush I got was like last year and um, I was rushing that and I had a, a meeting to go to and I was rushing to go to the meeting and I just woofed out a coffee and I had this I've been a, a lover of woolen jumpers with a turtleneck for a long time and I've got into the car and I got all sweaty and this, this flush of heat came over and I just rang Nat and I said, oh, Nat, I think I've just had my first hot flush. Well, we were absolutely <laughs> laughing our heads off. Like we thought it was hilarious, you know. So, um, you know, and, and sharing it with others and talking about it, you know, that's just the most powerful thing you can be doing. Definitely, definitely. So maybe take a step back and tell us a bit about what perimenopause is for the people out there who may be like, oh, I don't even know what they're talking Like I know it but don't really know it. Yeah, yeah. So perimenopause is basically the lead-up to menopause. So when you'll often hear someone say that I'm in menopause. So menopause is just one day. So menopause is 12 months after your last period, your final menstrual period, but you don't actually know that until 12 months later so um you know and and you know if you go into this stage of life actively you know charting your cycle and really understanding your cycle as it leads into it it's even more powerful because you can sort of say oh yeah that was the last time you know so perimenopause is that that time leading up to that one day and that can last oh look on average they say two to eight years but for some women it can be longer and for me I know it started in my early 40s and um I talk about it on the on the podcast and it and it's just different symptoms that have happened along the way for me it started as anxiety and you know pretty full-on mood changes um and then irregular periods like that that is an absolute you know telltale sign that you've started perimenopause and you know up until the last sort of 18 months I was probably menstruating every two to two and a half weeks sometimes three so um you know this that's just something you know, brain fog um had heart palpitations so you know there's over 35 symptoms that can happen in perimenopause woohoo lucky us right <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so it's just being aware of them and I think with what we do with perimenopause too is help educate women to get through it, understand it, and also be accepting it uh, of it with a mindset that is, oh, okay, you know, like I might have a hot flush. It's like, well, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to do some deep breathing and I'll probably take a, a jumper off because I'm getting too hot and I'm just going to work through it and I'm just going to accept it. And you know what? And it passes. It's like this too shall pass. So 
Um, and look, there are, you know, I'm, I shouldn't make too fun of it because there are some women that have some really terrible symptoms out of it as well. But um, for the most part, um, yeah, that's what perimenopause is. It's that lead up to that time. And, it, you know, it is accompanied by some of those symptoms that can go on still after that day of menopause and you become postmenopausal. So that's not great either. Oh, thank you so much for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I, I think when I heard it on your podcast, I was like, oh, right, so I need to be calling it perimenopause, not menopause, because it's yes. the end. Um, yes. So then what sort of services do you, you do you have, you know, to support people and support women in this area, yeah. and even men, because I, I heard you talk about corporate sessions that you guys provide as well. Yeah. So, look, we do a lot in the space. So we do a lot of... Um, We've just recently opened our own health hub, health and wellness hub in East Kilo here in Melbourne. And from that space, we do a lot of our coaching um, there in face-to-face and online. Um, Natalie's also a a wellness and mindset um, coach and also a yoga teacher. So we do a lot through movement. So that yoga for supporting uh, women at this time and, you know, that lifestyle, how they can actually bring it into their lifestyle and, and use a movement that really supports them through this time of their life. Um, and I've just actually um, dropped, we're going to start some cooking from the hub. We've got a great kitchen space and that's all about cooking for your hormonal support as well. So there is a bit of tweaking that um, I find that, you know, with ingredients possibly that you need to be doing as you're in perimenopause and, and moving forward that, um, you know, some, some more certain ingredients that can support you at this time. Um, so that's the coaching side of it, but we also work with corporates um, and that's all about um, shifting mindsets and developing positive and inclusive cultures so that they can be helping others in the workplace and, you know, break down those taboos for women, but also educate the whole workforce um, there was an article that I put in, um, and I can't remember the name of the company, but it was a company based in the UK, and I posted it in my personal profile in LinkedIn a few weeks ago. And they were talking about the benefits that their employees have have gained from from actually being educated about it, running focus groups about it, and just knowing what it's about. And then also managers being able to talk to their employees that are going through it. And just being informed. So, you know, if we don't know about something, we're probably less to talk, you know, less likely to talk about it than if we do, we will have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that element also of helping workplaces. Okay, so how can you set up a workplace um, to support these women? So it could be, you know, first steps could be actually developing an area where women can go to if they are feeling warm and hot flushes. So it might be, you know, a meeting room they can work out for the day or, you know, for that hour or whatever. Um, That's a little bit cooler for them. Um, It could be, you know, just um, having a space where they can just take themselves off where they could be feeling anxious for whatever reason, you know, stressed, whatever. Then it could be, um, well, okay, um, you know, they might be feeling really unwell that day because of their symptoms, so they're going to be working from home. And haven't we all become really good at doing that? Um, And then the third option is, you know, for workplaces to actually review menopause policies, menstrual and menopause policies that support women through this time in their lives. So, you know, women at this time really want to keep working and there are, you know, there's a number of women leaving the workforce in droves because, 
they're not getting that support to be able to work in the workplace. So they then they don't want to talk about it because it's not commonplace to be talking about it. So, um, you know, there's that element of having a menopause policy where women can work from home, you know, for certain days of the year or the month or whatever it is and, and be able to do their work um, and be able to do, you know, it's not, they're not sick. Mm. They're just experiencing symptoms of, you know, of menopause or menstrual health that um, they need the support with. So, you know, um, there was this stat in um, recently in Vogue magazine and they quoted that 6.3 million women aged 40 and over make up for, uh, 24.5% of the total population currently in Australia. So, you know, women, menopausal women are one of the fasting, fastest growing demographics in Australia and across the world. So we need to really be, um, you know, doing something about that in a positive light, you know, and for all the other policies that have come before, you know, we've got, yeah. I remember when parental leave, maternal leave, LGBTIQ, all of yeah. that was, you know, it was being talked about. So I feel like, you know, we, well, we feel like this is the next type of policy that uh, workplaces can also be doing and actually supporting their work, um, their workforce as well. That's wonderful. Sorry. I love that. Does yeah. that answer your question? That's Sorry, it's perfect. It's long-winded. <laughs> no, no, I think that's great and it's great for people to, you know, to understand some of the work that you're doing is, you know, bigger and out there helping, you know, other businesses hear about this and, and change policies, which is wonderful for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I, I was just going to say too. No. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no go I was going to say you also talked, because I love how you, in one of your interviews, how you were talking about the golf um the golf example, ah. that was amazing too, like just to that yeah. conversations are changing, you know, and, and people's reactions maybe haven't quite caught up yet, have they? No. And I think we've just, because and you make a really good point, because um, a number of corporates that we have spoken to and are currently speaking with, they're really arming and arming around, well, you know, how do we do that? And, and mm. it's like, you know what, you've just got to, go forth and start the conversation but the way that you do that is something that we can you know you can go there are some companies that just want to go lightly that's totally mm. fine and then we've got another company that um, we are um, running a um, thriving in menopause workshop across all of their um, Melbourne offices um, in the lead up to Women's Health Week so they just want to go out oh, there and wonderful. put it out there and you know but there are some other companies that hey, sort of say hey, I want to go lightly. So that might involve um, us doing a questionnaire and then running a focus group from that questionnaire, producing an, you know, a report that gives us some information and then we can work out next steps with the corp, you know, with that company in relation to where they want to go forward with that. So totally understand that. But I think the biggest thing is that you've just got to start the conversation somewhere and, you know, don't delay it. Just, just get going because actually a lot of people come out of the woodwork Oh, yes. that, you know, you often find that you talk, you know, I don't know about you, but you'll yes, be talking definitely. with a group of women and I was out at a 50th on the weekend and um, someone was talking about weight gain and so I was saying, well, you know, these are some of the reasons why and it was like, oh, wow, you know, that was really, and before you know it, everyone's wants yeah. to putting up their hand. It's like, oh, I want to <laughs> say something too, you know, so it's really there and I think that when we open up that conversation, it will normalise it, okay, it's, you know, for everyone involved, not just women but, you know, men. I talk about it with my kids. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> because I'm always complaining, can we turn the heater down? And yeah. my husband the other day was like, you know, mum's getting these hot flushes all the time because she's at the end of her cycle, guys, so we have to support yeah. her. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's yeah, a lot more accepted. I don't remember, you know, that having that conversation within my own family when I was growing up, so it's great to see these changes. So maybe share some top tips around how people can support themselves during menopause, uh, perimenopause. Yeah, and look, you know what? These tips that I've put together, Mm. uh, they're tips that we can do at any part Mm. of our life cycle, you know, that we go through, but they become even more important for women as they're starting to enter this, um, this cycle of their life. One of the things that I love telling people is to eat seasonally because your body really loves eating, you know, food that's in season that supports it. That's how we've, you know, we've evolved. Um, Listen to your body. You know, um, one of the things with perimenopause is a lot of women, they notice something, but they don't listen to their body as to say, you know, so your body knocking on the door saying, hey, here's a symptom. Here's something's going a little bit different. Um, you're not you're not crazy. What you're thinking is like, oh, because I remember thinking when my periods got a little bit irregular, I thought, gee, that's a little bit weird. And then after a while, the penny drops gone, oh, right. You know, so listen to your body and even keep a diary or, uh, you know, notes on your phone about different things that you think that's just a little bit out of the ordinary. I could be, you know, overthinking it but you know write it down date it and then see if things are starting to come through that's a really good one um do one thing at a time yeah um do one thing at a hot time now if my husband listens to this podcast (laughs) he's gonna laugh because he's always saying to me at least just do one thing at a time so I'm notorious and you know exactly what I'm talking about because I'm the same (laughs) yes I'm notorious for um doing things you know, too many things at one time. And then it's like, I've got nothing done. So I have learnt and am learning just to do one thing at a time. And the way that I do that, I, I am I am the master of lists. I've always been a list taker. Um, so what I have been doing now is um, creating a master list at the start of the week. And then I write everything I want down on that. And the reason I do that is because there are things, obviously, I want to achieve through the week. But there's also things that just pop in my mind and I think, oh, I really need to remember that. So I park it all, and which means then that I have a better sleep because I'm going to sleep with knowing that I've parked those ideas that I then don't have to get up the next morning and think, now what was it that I was talking about? Or, what, or if you that were I was woken up about. that so, night in the middle of the night that's with right. that and you're, as well. Exactly, exactly that. So, and, you know, that has the flow-on effect of, you know, decreasing your stress, decreasing anxiety levels because you're thinking, oh, I knew it was really important and I just can't remember, you know, what it is. And then from that master list, see, I create a little list for the day. So for that day, I think, okay, I want to tick off these three or four things and great. And then I love crossing them off my master list. So, and, you know, if I'm taking things from my master list from one week to the next, but it's getting smaller or I'm adding new things to it, totally fine but that's how I work so you know and that and the the message in all of that is trying to look at things that can really dampen your stress and your anxiety because in perimenopause especially um, that increase in cortisol can trump a whole lot of other things that your body needs to be doing as well so cortisol reigns as king queen whatever you want to call it Mm. Um, so we want to dampen that stress response so other things can happen as well 
um, and you just feel more comfortable and more, you know, at peace, I suppose. Going back to the food thing, um, another tip is fill your plate with vegetables and healthy fats and good proteins. And um, and that includes, you know, things like leafy greens and cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. They're all coming into season and they're really awesome for your health and um, really awesome for your liver also. So our liver works really hard to make sure it's you know, it's getting rid of the hormones that we no longer use and, you know, mm. cholesterol that we don't need and all that kind of stuff. But we need cholesterol as well for our hormones also. And we tend to have this tendency to fill our plates with lots of carbohydrates rather than veggies. And look, carbohydrates have their place, but I think we need to concentrate more on those greens and, you know, beautiful cruciferous vegetables as well. And one of my favourite ways to have some really beautiful carbohydrates uh, when I am having them, is to cut up sweet potato into like French fry shapes and I toss it in with some olive oil and some nice sea salt and pepper and then I put it on a tray and I sprinkle it with cinnamon and I roast it. It is the bomb. So it goes really well as well. And the last thing I wanted to share there was around eating your healthy fats and I mentioned that. So a lot of women tend to be really scared of a fat now fat doesn't make you fat if it's going to be a healthy fat that you're consuming you know we're talking about avocado olives olive oils nuts and seeds and some nice fish like salmon and sardine and don't knock sardines to you try it I will say <laughs> and we need those healthy fats for our hormones you know to get them firing along because you know the body still will make a little base level of estrogen and you know perimenopause um, is also that decrease of the sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen. And estrogen has a really big job, especially in our body. So does progesterone, but it feeds into so many different body systems as well. So we still want to be able to support the body with making, you know, a bit of a baseline of estrogen in, in our bodies, which it does through our adrenal glands. They take over that once our reproductive system has stopped actually making our estrogen in um you know, in our normal menstrual stage. So, um, yeah, I, healthy fats is one of those things and it gives us satiety too, so it fills us up. So mm. as women, we tend to eat a lot of things but not really get full. So our body starts saying, you know, I want to, I need, I still need something to fill me up. Yep. So healthy fats, avocado, guacamole is your friend. Yeah, that's great. Great tips. Thank you so much. They, they're all really, really useful tips and I think anyone could be using them any time of their, you know, of their life cycle. Absolutely. But definitely in particular, yeah. it's great. I love your first one though, writing down things, because I think adding on to that is writing down things and then listening to your podcast. Because every time I listen to a person, you know, that you've interviewed or yourself, I'm like, oh, that's another, you know, another symptom that I didn't realize. In particular, yep. the heart palpitations, which yes. you know I'd been having for a long time, and I'd seen the doctor, and she was like, "Well, there's nothing wrong with you. You're all, everything else, you know, is fine." So, um, but she never actually mentioned it as a you know perimenopause. So that was great to hear that. So I think it's great to listen to your podcast, hear some of these other ones, and um, you know have it against your record that you've been keeping with things that maybe you're like, "Oh, that doesn't normally happen." Yeah, absolutely. And you make a good point too, Narelle. Um, I um, I had the same thing. I've got a great doctor um, and, you know, a GP, and, but she's not, uh, you know, not really well versed in menopause and not, mm. not all doctors are. It doesn't mean that, they, you know, 
that they don't know their stuff. But um, that was early on and we in, ne- never put it down to perimenopause. But now I know that it was a, mm. definitely a telltale sign. And that's a really good point too for your listeners that if they're not getting, if their gut's telling them no at something else, definitely maybe, you know, look at seeing someone or working with a doctor that is experienced in that area or um, coming to see us. Um, but, you know, working with a um, a coach or a doctor or an, an allied health professional that's got a little bit more experience in that um, and, you know, and then see, you know, if that is something else that they, you know, it sort of dampens their curiosity around, look, I actually think it's a bit more than this. Yeah, definitely. So how can people connect with you? And find so um, you can find us on, uh, we have um, a website called ownyourhealthco.com.au and the little W's just before that, of course. Um, we are on Instagram as Own Your Health Co. We're on Facebook as Own Your Health Collective. And we've both, uh, and then we're also on LinkedIn as well. We've also got our own personal accounts also. So there's a lot of places you can find us. And the podcast? Oh, and the podcast, yes, Perimenopause Power. And we drop a session, um, an episode pretty much every Monday. Um, And it's really easy. They range in, you know, from 20 to 30, or maybe we just hit the 40-minute mark with Renata Bernardi's um, podcast that dropped this week. (laughs) It is, it is. And look, we are, we've got some really great ones coming up. And most notably, we've got um, Dr. Fatima Khan, who is a menopause specialist coming up too. So um, that'll be an absolute cracker to listen to. And that one may go a little bit longer because I think we've got a few questions to ask her. Oh, yes, I'm sure that'll be great. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to listen to all your tips and and share your wisdom. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for having me, Norel. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nidra yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today.